Welcome to this edition of the Mean Business Podcast, where you get the knowledge you need to take your local business to the next level. Subscribe now to the Mean Business Podcast, where we are always kind, but we mean business. And now, your host, Keith Carpenter. Hey, how's it going? Keith Carpenter here, and welcome back to episode two of the Mean Business Podcast. Got a good one for you today, guys. Good one. It's very important information. Obviously, it's the first uh, real piece of content we're going to dive into. So uh, I'm sure the title gave it away, right? Uh, So we're going to share with you the difference between a brochure style website and a sales website, uh, which one you should be using and uh, how to achieve that in this episode here today. Now, before we jump into that, um, I just want to this quick disclaimer. I'm very fortunate to have the opportunity to go to Cabo, uh, Mexico, and I'm going there tomorrow, flying out of here uh, to Cabo tomorrow morning. And I want to continue to produce content while I'm there. Uh, the quality may not be as good as I feel like it is when I'm here uh, on my microphone and I can uh, talk on this nice microphone. But at the same time, uh, I think making the content while I'm away and just keep it going, uh, keep myself on pace and, you know, really getting that rhythm of producing content regularly, right? Making sure that we're popping it out 10, 15 minute chunks of content. So I can't guarantee the quality of the audio, but I'm going to produce content while I am there coming back on the 23rd. uh, And it's going to be a great time, I'm sure. Uh, Wish me luck. So. Now, let's jump into brochure-style website versus sales-style website. You know, I'm sure you can tell by me starting with this content that it's important to me to address this right out of the gate. Um, for most of you listening to this right now, your website is way more important and has a lot more work to do for you and your business than you may be currently aware of. You know, that old saying, like, you don't know what you don't know. But when you do know, all of a sudden you unlock a couple of things and you start to get an exponential return uh, on just some slight adjustments. So if your website is just a brochure to you and that's okay with you and you don't think that your website should really do more than just basically give them the basic information, contact uh, information, you know, a few of the services that you offer uh, and then a way to call you uh, and get in touch with you. Um, you know, address, information, that type of stuff, um, then the rest of this podcast probably isn't relevant, right? Uh, But if you're uh, the type of person that's sitting there saying, you know what, I think my website probably should do more for me. I know a lot of the big brands, you know, if you're thinking to yourself, hey, the big brands use their website to pretty much convert me into a customer, right? And get me to pay them and get me to order and get me to do all these things. uh, That is where websites are heading and small local businesses are doing it every day, which means if your competition is turning their website into a sales machine uh, and converting people at a high level, uh, then they never even have a chance to get to your website because they've converted them into a paying customer faster than you are able to uh, just by making a few small tweaks. So we're going to talk about that today. If you like the brochure style website and that's really all you need, I don't want you to waste 10, 15 minutes uh, you know, on this. You can kind of do your thing. But if you definitely feel like, hey, you know what? My website could do more uh, then this episode is going to be very insightful. Now, tell you a quick story. When I'm talking to people about sales website, brochure website, oftentimes I'll say to them, hey, let me ask you a question. 
on a scale of one to 10, 10 being an absolute, the best salesman in the world, where would you put yourself on that scale? Now, most of them being modest uh, and humble are going to say they're like a seven or an eight. Some of them say I'm terrible at sales. Some of them say I'm the best. But I'll ask them as a follow-up question. I'll say, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the absolute best salesman in the world, where would you put your website on that scale? The vast majority, I'd say more than 80% will say one and they'll laugh out loud. Actually, they'll laugh and I'll, I'll say, well, you know, it's funny because everybody laughs. I always say, you know, everyone does that. They say one and they laugh. So I'm going to ask you on a scale of one to 10, how good of a salesperson are you, right? How good are you at helping people solve their problem, right? And get to the decision quickly and get it done and go forward, right? And how good is your website? If it's not a high number, that's why we're talking about this today, right? We want to bring this into the consciousness so that we can work on it as we move forward to make sure you can make some small changes to your website that will make big impact in terms of the production of the website. Now, if you're still listening to this right now, you probably agree and think, you know, yeah, I need to make my website be able to sell more. But the real question is, why didn't we ever think of this before? The reality is your website probably gets hundreds of visitors a month, maybe thousands of visitors a month coming in, but very few of them in most cases are calling or filling out forms. And if you're fortunate enough to have people filling out forms and calling, there's a good chance they probably could be doing so at a greater conversion rate than is happening right now with some subtle tweaks. See, here's the problem, right? Out of sight, out of mind, right? If you don't look at the traffic, the amount, meaning the traffic means the amount of visitors coming in. We call it traffic, right? So uh, he gets a thousand visitors a day to his website. That's his traffic, right? If you're not keeping an eye on your traffic, then how are you supposed to measure it? In fact, there's a a guy, I don't know anything about this guy really. Uh, his name's Peter Drucker. Uh, and he, there's a saying though that I heard that he said, and I, I always remembered it. He said, what gets measured gets managed. What gets measured gets managed. Think about that, right? If you don't measure something, you can't manage it. So when it comes to your website and getting your website to take the thousands of people that are coming there and turn more of them into paying customers for you so you can have a business that does double or triple what it's doing right now in revenue, you need to start looking at your website traffic, how many visitors are coming in a day, how many visitors are coming in a month, and then what type of conversion are you getting from those visitors? How many phone calls are coming in from the website, right? Preferably you're using a tracking number on the website, but if not, try to keep track of the calls that are coming in from the website. And then you can keep track of the forms that are filled out on the website, right? To be able to see what's my conversion rate. Okay. So that's one big number. If you're taking notes here, right? Or you're going to go back later and take notes. What's my conversion rate, right? My conversion percentage, every 100 visitors that come to my website, what percentage actually convert into a lead, right? Not necessarily buy anything, but what percentage turn into a response an action, a lead that's the conversion rate. So that's one number you're going to keep an eye on right out of the gate, right? It's a KPI, right? Key performance indicator. Okay. So conversion rate. But what's another number that I want you to be aware of that you can go away from this podcast today and be able to look at. And then I'm going to give you a tip that you can bring back to your website to be able to see if you can get this number to reduce, which is going to mean more money, more revenue, more attention for your brand on your website. So the next KPI is called bounce rate. Okay. Now every page on your website is going to have a bounce rate and it's going to have an exit rate. Okay. The bounce rate is the number of people who landed on that page as their first 
visit, their first page visit, and left the page without going to another page. Okay. That's the bounce rate. The exit rate is the number of people that came to that page from another page and then left the website. So they, they saw a different page on the site first and exited. Now, if you look up industry standards, you'll probably see that the average bounce rate is 30%. And if you guys check, some of you may have bounce rates that are 50, 60, 70%. Well, what does that really mean? That means that 50, 60, 70%, 30%, whatever number it is, that percentage of people are leaving your website without going to another page. So if your homepage has a bounce rate of 50%, that means for every 100 visitors that come to your homepage, half of them are leaving without going anywhere else, right? And chances are you probably have a call to action set up on your website, something they can click on to go to, to request service, right? Which is a whole another topic for another uh, podcast. Okay. But right now we want to focus on bounce rate. So I want you to go and find out what's your bounce rate for your website. Go wherever you have your analytics, uh, whether you're using Google analytics, or if you are a speed Moby customer, website customer, uh, you have your statistics right there in your dashboard, but go look at your homepage, which is always going to be marked with that forward slash. It's always that forward slash kind of indicates the homepage when you're looking at statistics and you want to see what the bounce rate is. Now, I want to make a quick side note here. If you're one of those businesses where a lot of people come to the page, they call the number because your business still gets a lot of phone calls and that's the primary way that people communicate, then it's going to be common that you probably have a higher bounce rate, right? They got to the homepage, the phone number was there, they called you and they were good. They didn't have to go anywhere else, okay? So in that case, you know, your bounce rate might be normally at 50, 60%, which doesn't mean it's a bad thing if your conversion rate is high right? That's why we came out of the gate saying, first KPI, what's your conversion rate, right? Every hundred visitors, how many leads do you get? Then what's your bounce rate for, you know, every hundred visitors, how many people leave the the page without actually going to another page? So regardless, if you are at a 30% bounce rate or a 50% bounce rate or a 70% bounce rate, it doesn't matter when you're talking about uh, marketing and advertising and digital marketing. It's all about getting a baseline, right? coming up with what we call a control, okay? So the control is gonna be, hey, I'm at 37% bounce rate on my homepage, okay? It is what it is, great. Well, how can we get that down? So here's a quick tip, very powerful tip. If you employ this on your homepage, you will notice your bounce rate will drop and more people will, they'll spend more time on your website, they'll go to more pages, and here's the deal. We call, when someone lands on your homepage, we call what they see there, we call that the triad. Right. And the triad essentially, if you can imagine in your mind, number one, it's three parts, right? Number one is a big, bold headline right there on the page when they land there. Okay. That headline is a very, very strong promise. Okay. Very important. That headline is a strong promise. Whatever they came to that page to get, you promise to give it to them. Okay. And we could talk about this and we will in a separate episode. I'm going to go into detail about, you know, how to come up with that promise and examples of promises um, because there's a lot more information I could share, but I don't want to make this last forever. You've got to figure out what can I say to these people within three to five seconds in a big, bold headline that is a strong promise that makes them say, "Mm, that's really interesting. That's what I want. Let me see how they're going to be able to do that for me. Okay. If you can create that moment where they say that to themselves, that's that's what I want. Let me see how they can make that happen. Not only will they stay longer on the website, but they're going to visit the pages that you want them to visit. And they're going to convert in the places where you want them to convert. 
So keep an eye out for a future podcast episode. We're going to dive into the actual writing of that promise, how to come up with it and how to make it really powerful. And when you nail that, I'm telling you, you will see an amazing result immediately. It's an immediate impact. Okay. What comes below the promise? Now, by the way, I'm going to give you one quick tip while you're thinking about what could you write for that big headline? The question that you want to ask yourself, and this is the way that I would recommend doing it. Pretend that your customer says to you, okay, you got three to five seconds. They say to you, how do you make my life better? If they asked you, how do you make my life better? What would you tell them? That's what you want to put right there. And we'll talk about that more in another podcast episode. So underneath the promise, how do you, what do you, you know, how do you make my life better? We want to just clearly say in smaller writing, not tiny, but smaller, what do you offer, right? If it's sport massages, just write sport massages, right? If it's Greek style pizza, just write Greek style pizza right? Whatever it is, be clean, plain as day, very clear. So they know immediately, yep, that's what I'm came. I came for a sports massage, right? And you know, you promise whatever that is, they're like, okay, I, I know I'm in the right place. It's sports massages. They promise to do this, this, and this for me. And then the third part of the triad is the call to action button, right? Be clear as day, what you want me to do next. And I'm going to tell you something, when you nail this triad, when you get the promise down pat, how do you make my life better? When you're clear about what you offer and you have a nice clear call to action with a benefit button that basically kind of says, you know, get this benefit now, right? You know, a well-worded benefit button. All of a sudden you notice that people start taking that click. They go there. And here's the thing. Many people are referred in, right? But just because they're referred into you and they go to your website doesn't mean they're absolutely going to buy from you right? You still have to earn their business because they can find 10 other websites and open them up in five seconds on Google. So what happens, we notice this over and over through the years that people get way more leads because they have the traffic coming right now. They have people coming that were referred in, but their website says something like hugs and kisses for everybody or, you know, something crazy and silly and weird and strange. And, you know, just basically some of the things I see are very strange, right? But at the end of the day, it's like, let's be concrete. Let's make a promise how we're going to make their life better. That's what's going to get them to stick around, right? Not the fuzzies, the warm and fuzzy words that we think it's all corporate speak and high qualified and this and that and professional. And they expect that you are all those things, right? What you need to do is get in their mind and make a promise to stick them to the site. Okay. So that's the triad. That's the beginning of a sales site, right? So if you have a brochure style site and you want a sales site, it all starts with that first page load. When they load your website, a big, bold promise, clearly right below that, what you offer, and then a button that tells them what to do to get it. Okay. And if you do that, you'll notice your bounce rate will drop, your conversion rate will increase. And that one move right there is, I'm telling you, will pay dividends in your business for, for the weeks, months, and years to come. If you plan on being in business for a while, these changes we're talking about making are going to actually provide a ripple effect that's going to last for, for a long, long time. And I just want to say one more thing before we end this podcast episode here. I want to say if you're jive in with what I'm talking about and you understand that what I'm saying makes a ton of sense uh, and you're on the fence about going and trying to implement uh, the things that we're talking about here, I want you to think of it this way. Imagine that your website traffic, all those people coming and leaving, let's say you have a 50% bounce rate, 500 people out of a thousand visitors just go in your revolving door and they come right back out the other side. If you saw that happening in a brick and mortar store, you would be appalled 
right? You would stop and say, what is going on here, right? Let's figure out why all these people are coming and leaving without doing anything, without staying longer than four, five, six seconds, right? But because it's out of sight, out of mind, most business owners aren't concerned about it. They're not seeing it. But once you're aware of it, that's when you have to take action. So I'm your friend who makes you aware of it. So now you're going to go check and see, and now you're going to put things in place that are going to help your business for the next 5, 10, 20, 30 years, depending on what stage and what season you're in. So that's really all I wanted to share with you today. I wanted to explain, hey, brochure style website, 1985, right? 2022, 23, 24, 25, people want to be able to buy online. Okay, and we're going to talk more as we move forward on examples of companies out there that are really doing an amazing job at this, right? And we're going to get into a lot of examples and real world ideas and it's just keep going deeper here, right? But this first episode, I wanted to just say to you, hey, go do this thing. This is one of the biggest things I can share with you to get you the biggest impact is make a strong promise, tell them clearly what you offer and tell them, click the button to go do this now to get started, right? To move down your, what we call a perfect path. We'll be talking more about that as well. Uh, And once you create a perfect path, people can start to take that perfect path and your system can start to figure out who's interested and who's not, okay? So if you guys have questions for me, I'm always here. Remember, if you want to get on the notification list, you can go to training.speedmobi.com forward slash subscribe. That's training.speedmobi.com forward slash subscribe. That'll get you subscribed to the Mean Business Podcast. And it's also going to give you a way to be able to contact me. So if you have questions or things you want me to talk about, anything, just reach out. I'm always here. I'm always excited to hear from anyone that reaches out with business, marketing, advertising questions. So go to training.speedmobi.com forward slash subscribe. Get on the list so that we can communicate with each other. And uh, I will be heading out on a plane tomorrow morning. I'm going to try to maybe do an episode in the morning. If not, I'm going to do one when I get into Cabo later in the day. And uh, I uh, appreciate you listening. I appreciate your listenership, if that's what they call it. And I'm looking forward to making more content for you as we go forward here. So thanks for listening. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.